We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you sweet souls and amazing humans. So excited to be hanging out with you for a little while here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. So here's the deal. Are you ready to say yes and step up your game and go to the next level of your life? Are you ready to dig deep, access your courage and go for your dreams? I found it interesting to learn that it's estimated that about 97% of people don't even know what their dreams are. So if you do know what your dreams are and you're ready to up-level your game, you're in the right place. And if you don't know what your dreams are and ready to figure it out, you're still in the right place. We are here with the world's first millennial motivational speaker, TEDx superstar, inspirational role model, and best-selling author, Jake Ducey. Jake recently wrote the book, The Purpose Principles, How to Draw More Meaning into Your Life. The Purpose Principles. He draws on the stories of success, the failure, and common threads of the most successful and influential people in the world. Jake offers readers a humorous, action-oriented approach to help us figure out what it is we really, really want, how to get more meaning out of life, as well as how to live with productivity, purpose, passion, clarity, and confidence. At only 23 years old, Jake has traveled the world and raised the funds to build a home and school for Guatemalan orphans. He now travels and speaks to audiences about how to consciously and responsibly create the life of our dreams. So, Jake Ducey, thank you so much for being here on Empower Radio. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I have to say, as soon as I started reading your book, I was blown away. I've read a lot of books, and yours is so good. I immediately had the highlighter out. I was taking notes. I was doing the exercises. And I'm like, wow, this is some really rich material. I want to know a little bit about why you wrote this book and how it came into being. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, Well, I wrote The Purpose Principles partially because... You know, some people really like history. Some people uh, really like math. Some people really like to know all the names of the constellations. And I really wanted to know what are the common threads between the world's biggest difference makers, the world's biggest achievers. Like, what are they doing that makes them you know, create the life of their dreams? Well, so many of us just aren't. You know, there's a recent Gallup poll, and that came out in 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 fall 2014. And in the Gallup poll, they interviewed or they surveyed thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, Americans, and 76% of them said they're actively disengaged from their jobs. So I wanted to know, how does this many people really not like this thing that they're doing for most of their lives while there's these other people that are creating this incredible life? They're making a big difference. They're making money off their passions. And that's what prompted it on top of the fact that I believe that if we, if we knew these unfamiliar stories of these people that we admire, whether it's an athlete or whether it's an entertainer or, or whether it's humanitarian, whomever it is across the board, if we knew that, that 
they they don't have this exceptional amount of credentials. Like Albert Einstein couldn't read till he was seven. If we knew these types of things and recognized that a lot of these people that the media admires are really just like us, then I think the world, it would be crazy the type of powers that us as individuals could unleash. So firstly, it was an interest, and I thought, well, why not turn an interest into, 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 my, into my next book? And secondly, I believe that we're caught in this space where we're like, well, that's just that person. Like I, I uh, interviewed Laird Hamilton. He's a guy that rides 100-foot waves. He invented toe-in surfing, and he's arguably one of the greatest surfers who ever lived. He won an ESPY award over Kobe Bryant for Athlete of the Decade like six years ago. Incredible, incredible athlete. People say when I, when I bring his name up, oh, my God, that guy is a god. That guy is a superhero. But when I interviewed him, I found out when I asked him about fear that he said, oh, fear? I thought he was going to say he's fearless. Oh, fear? God, I'm so scared in the water that if I don't immediately start paddling, I lock up. He said fear can do two things. It can keep you in a box your whole life, or you can constantly keep facing those fears and set yourself free. That changed my life when I found that out, to see someone like that. And so I highlight so many of these stories and exercises for this book because I believe that if other people knew this, it would be crazy the things we could accomplish. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't know that. I mean, I've heard the saying, and you write about this in your book, courage isn't not being afraid. It's being afraid and doing it anyway. Yeah, even Nelson Mandela says that. Nelson Mandela, of course, one of the greatest humanitarians who ever lived. This was a guy who, who, who said that himself. He said he was always scared. He always didn't know if he was qualified. And, and yet he's saying that courage was, wasn't the absence of fear. It was the ability to mm-hmm. take action in spite of it. Exactly. I think that's so, so true. And I think a lot of us are disconnected from our own feelings. And that w- that's what paralyzes us. You know, and you write about how 97% of people don't know what they want and that they allow the unconscious needs and wants and opinions of others to dictate who they are and how they live their lives. I think that's, that's kind of crazy when we think about it, isn't it? It's super crazy that we grow <laughs> up and we're our own person. You're your own person. I'm my own person. Yet other peop- what other people want us to do ends up to become our lives. Like, yes. here, you can study this, 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 or this. Here's what you can do. Here's what reality is. And here's what you're capable of. And then pretty soon, uh, whatever other people say, we kind of slowly start to bite into that. And I think in school, we're never asked the most important questions. If we're taught to believe the most important questions are things we bubble in. But the most important questions, I believe, are fill in the blank. The most important mm-hmm. questions, no one has the answer except for you. I don't have the answer. You don't have the answer. President doesn't have it. No one has it. And that question is, who are you? What do you desire? What do you stand for? What do you really want your life to be? Those questions that only we can answer, yet we're, we get so consumed, so busy in our day, so busy meeting the expectations that our culture says about what's acceptable and this is what you can study and here's your job range and given the way that you grew up and the place you're from and your education, 
here's what you're capable of doing. And we never stop to ask ourselves what we desire. I found that so true that when I was giving a speech out in Washington for my first book, Into the Wind, a man came up to me after in his 60s, dressed really nice. He's like, I just want to say thank you. I've made a bunch of money my life. I'm quote unquote successful, yet I've never been fulfilled and I've never asked myself what I desire. This is the first time I've truly been asked that. And I think that when we can do that, we can really start to take our lives to the next level and we can recognize, is this my path or is this somebody else's path that I'm on? And that's so brilliant. And again, I think asking open-ended questions and letting that deep place inside of ourselves answer is so vital. And you're right. That's not something that most of us have the experience of school around, you know, and finding out what we want. It, it isn't an intellectual thing. It isn't, you know, uh, based on what others want from us. It has to be a deeper, you know, from the gut, from the heart, from the soul answer. So, I know you, you start talking about that right out of the gate in your book, and, and I absolutely love that. It engages the reader immediately, figuring out what it is that you really, really want. I love the exercises in your book and how it just like takes people to that deeper space inside of themselves to have that information bubble up to their conscious awareness so that they can start to make different choices. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I, I told my friends before the book came out, if someone forgot every single word in the book, every single word, if somebody said, what's that book about? They're like, uh, I don't know. But they did <laughs> at least the first exercise. Better yet, if they applied uh, most of the exercises in there, I would feel accomplished because I'm positive those exercises are things that can take anyone's next, their, their goals, their life, anything to the next level. And so it's great to, to hear that. And I've been hearing the, the book's been just came out and it's been doing really well on Amazon and, and I've been getting these common threads responses and people tweeting pictures of them doing the exercises beginning with, you know, uh, writing down 101 goals is something that's one, super hard. Two, it's not something we ever do. 101 things we want to accomplish in life. We never, we don't even think about one thing. And so I think that that's a, a really powerful inward journey to so far as something I call the rule of five. Now we say, well, you know, Jake, I got this dream. Uh, I got this thing I want to do, whether it's I want to lose five pounds or whether it's I want to um, start eating better or whether it's I want to write a book or whether it's I want to build a million-dollar online business, whatever it is. But I don't even know how to begin. Uh, I, I, I'm not qualified. I don't know how to get going. I've never done this before, blah, et cetera, et cetera. The rule of five is five things to do every single day to move you closer to that goal. Five things. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Five things. Success isn't overnight. It's an everyday thing. And so five things to move closer. And that's something I learned from Jack Canfield, the creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul, when he first launched the first Chicken Soup for the Soul book. This was a guy who was denied by 144 publishers. He had no reason to believe that he could have a New York Times best-selling book that sold hundreds of thousands of copies. And somebody told them, he and Mark Victor Hansen, well, if you're trying to cut down a really big tree, do you want to go out there and take a million hacks as hard as you can and then pass out? 
Or would you rather just wake up and take five hacks? Wouldn't you eventually get it down? Does it really matter when it comes down? And so the rule of five is, is five things that you can do every single day to move closer. It could be a, one, a bunch of one-minute things like sending an email. It could be spending an hour studying this, emailing this person, developing this business plan, making this phone call, knocking on this door, just beginning. So that's why I, I, I put the exercises in with all these stories because the stories are inspirational, but motivation yes. is, is like a, is something that wears off. And in the same way, uh, like Jim Rohn says, so does, uh, so does uh, our hygiene, and that's why we're supposed to, to bathe every day. Similarly, when we can do five things every day, we can move closer to whatever goal or vision we have. Yeah. It's like, it's like you want to go across the country. You just, you know, drive a little bit every day. You know, you don't just go and not stop. You, you chip away at it. It's like, you know, eating the elephant one bite at a time. You just take small, consistent steps and you're eventually going to get to the life of your dreams. So I love that you, you approach it from some different perspectives, but really inspired me. And I'm all about, you know, self-help and inspiration. So you hit it from a completely different direction than anything else I've ever experienced. So super loving it. You know, I just think it's so awesome. Something else you talk about that I love is that we need to choose to be a nonconformist, that conforming isn't worth it. And happiness means living life on our own terms. Love it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that. It's, uh, I'm glad you love it. And it's like, well, how can we be happy and fulfilled if we're doing, if we're 20 years old or if we're 60 years old and we've set this path up because our mom and dad told us a while ago it's what we should do or our teacher told us a while ago it's what we should do or all of our friends did it, the only way that we can really feel like it's our life is if it's on our terms. And mm-hmm. so I believe a, a real focal point of that is, is to not conform to the ideals to the opinions, to the trends, to not dress how other people dress or not study what someone studies just because everyone else does it. And Ralph Waldo Emerson, he says, um, whoso be a man must also be a nonconformist. Well, today in the 21st century, uh, to take out the, the, the word man, uh, I would like to say who, whoever wishes to really um, be, be the person they came to be, they have to be a nonconformist. And Ralph Waldo Emerson also says there's a certain point that you come to where you have to realize imitation is suicide. And the only way that, that you can really take that next step is to go off the trail, is to figure things out on your own, is to get a little bit lost. Um, and that's the same thing that all of these people are doing, whether it's Jim Morrison or, or, or whether it's Oprah or whether it's Mother Teresa, it's all people that just took their own path. And the yes. beautiful thing about taking our own path is that we can always keep adjusting along the way. But at the end of the day, the results aren't as relevant as going to sleep and saying, wow, this is the life that I created. I love that. And it really is about listening to that inner wisdom and inner voice rather than the voice of society, of our family, of parents or anything outside of ourselves. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's um, really invaluable. I, I think we, we experience so much pressure from a young age um, in, in order to conform to the ideals of others. 
But at the end of the day, intuition isn't isn't my mom's voice or my dad's voice or whoever <laughs> voice it, it is. Intuition is something from within ourselves yes, and yes. being led from that place. Yeah, that internal compass. So I love this quote in your book. You say, achievements, good results, and positive outcomes are great indicators that we're doing well, but that's all they can ever be. They are not the source of happiness because they are external things. Happiness comes from the internal process of loving what you do. Yeah, and that's why, that's why, uh, that's one, that's my favorite chapter, process over outcome. And that's why being a nonconformist, as you say, and living life on our own terms is so important. Because ultimately, happiness only comes from, from us building our own life. And it's easy in, in a results-oriented society where success is based off of the level of, of attainment and, and ladder you climb in this, in this culture. It's easy to be focused on the results. But yes. Abraham Maslow coins the phrase, a self-actualized person. He says a self-actualized mm-hmm. person is someone who's not concerned with the outcomes. They're so in process. And I, I, I highlight some really cool stories in that. And the reason that I think that's so important is, one, because the only guarantee we're going to have is change. Your results are going to fade. You, you may end up losing your money. Two is that regardless of the outcome, uh, the real beauty um, and discovery comes from getting lost in that thing that we love to do, that when that result comes or you get that house or you get that reward, at the end of the day, if it's not something you really like to do, the, the achievement is going to wear off. And um, I, I really like the story that I share of, of Rob Machado, who's one of the surf legends, um, top surfer in the, one of the biggest industries, making more money than he can do with, turned pro as an 18-year-old, making millions of dollars and one day, he was coming home from his competition. He was holding a trophy, and his, and his, uh, his, his dad turned to him, and his, and his dad said, um, you know you can't do anything with that. And he said, he, he was like, my dad, he's, what, he's so mean. Uh, yeah, I can. And he went home, and he put it up in his room. And, and a few weeks later, he started to realize, like, what am I doing? I'm going around. My entire life is based off of how other people rank me. And that's how I make my money is based off beating other people. And, and he decided to retire from competitive surfing. And he moved to Indonesia for a year to, to figure himself out. And at the end of the day, he realized, I didn't get in this to be the best or to make the most money. I got in this and it made me so happy because it was something that I could get lost, something that I love doing, something that I could give back from. He established a nonprofit when he got back and and is really kind of the icon of the surf industry in terms of inspiring many young surfers that travel around the world in order to engage in the communities that they are around the world. And that's why process is, is so important, so much, I believe, more important than the outcome. You're so right. You also say getting caught up on seeking specific outcomes directs our focus away from our true intentions, which are usually to have fun and make a difference. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah, I think Rob is a perfect example of that. When, yes. when we get going in something, it's easy to focus on the metrics of everything and not the feelings behind it. And mm-hmm. so, I, I, like I was just sharing Rob's story, it's a perfect example of it's easy to so focus on the metric that we forget 
why we're doing something. For instance, Jackie Robinson, um, the, the first colored professional baseball player who really ended up changing the world, he thought baseball was fun. He thought everyone should be able to do it. He was inspired because he loved it, and he thought that he could keep doing it and eventually make a difference. Those were his intentions. Yet, everything around him, everyone, death threats, people yelling at him, cussing at him, telling him the N-word. Every day, he, had to, he didn't know if he was going to die the next day when he got off of the bus for the game, if someone would shoot him or people would attack him, other coaches cussing at him, players on other teams yelling at him. The outcomes weren't desired outcomes, yet he was in process, doing this thing that he loved, inspiring others, and he, he wasn't focused on the outcomes, the failures. And because he was in process, it eventually became this thing where he changed not only sports around the world, but, but uh, society at large by, by being the first um, person to eventually bring in a, a many more colored athletes, and, and it created this, this whole new shift on things. His why was more important than his what, than the outcomes, and that was able to propel him forward. Yeah, I loved, loved, loved your chapter. Man, that was thought-provoking. What is your why? We need to dig deep and figure out what is our motivation. And you also say if we're driven to do something for the right reasons, we can do the most extraordinary things. Yeah, I, I, really, I, I really have seen that time and time again in the purpose principles from the stories that I share is a lot, often the greatest difference makers and achievers I write Aren't, they aren't the most skilled. They aren't the people that are really the ones that would, that would um, accomplish incredible things, the most incredible things. They're, they're really just the people that really know their intention. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know why you're doing something and you're setting out on, an, on, a, on a, your own path, you're, you're trying to do something, you're going to meet, the, the guarantee is you're going to face adversity. You're probably going to be rejected. You're probably going to fail and if you don't really, really know why you're doing something, there's no point in getting back up off the failure. Um, there's no point in keep going when it's, when it's something's hard. When you know something's hard, but you know why you're doing it, it makes it that much easier to get back up. It's that thing that, that um, inspires us in the morning. Um, they say that most heart attacks occur between 6 and 9 a.m. on Monday morning. Well, that's probably the time when most people have to get up to do this thing that they don't want to do. And I believe that if we're waking up and knowing why, it's easier to jump out of bed. We can get over the short-term hurdles seem obsolete because we know we're being pulled to something greater. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm having an epiphany. It's like our why is the fuel in our gas tank. And if they're good whys, you have a lot of fuel. You can keep going. But if you don't, then it's like you kind of, her out and you know lose steam and you know stop at the side of the road <laughs> it's that's really what it is your your why is a it, you your psychology your subconscious your heart it can make anything happen but it can't do that unless it's unless it's it, unless it's psychologically incentivized unless it has some real reason to make incredible things happen you know uh, the one thing that people will tell us that have achieved great things is that there was a certain amount, they say luck often, there was a certain amount of luck involved in it. I don't believe that's luck. I believe that that's the subconscious mind at work that does incredible things when it knows 
that it really needs to accomplish this thing, that it really needs to dig deeper because there's something larger at play. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Your choice of words are amazing. I'm feeling psychologically incentivized. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So, Jake, I know there are people listening to you right now going, oh, my gosh, this kid is amazing. How do they get in touch with you and how do they get a copy of your book? Oh, well, thank you. The book is The Purpose Principles and the subtitle is How to Draw More Meaning into Your Life. My name is Jake Ducey. D is in David, U-C-E-Y. So you can find The Purpose Principles by Jake Ducey at bookstores across America, physical stores like Barnes & Noble and Independence online, on Amazon, and the rest of the online retailers. You just type in The Purpose Principles and you can find me online, Twitter, Jake Ducey Author, Facebook, Jake Ducey, my website's jakeducey.com, D is in David, U-C-E-Y.com. I'm on YouTube and across the board, but the purpose principles you can pretty much find anywhere they sell books. Oh my gosh, I feel like I could talk to you for so much longer. Oh my <laughs> gosh, we don't have that much time left, but I just have to know a little bit about your the school in Guatemala that you created. What the heck? <laughs> well, one of the reasons I remember... So I didn't, pa- I didn't pass junior English in high school. I could not write. I didn't know how to write. Um, if there was an award for least likely to receive, to become an author in high school, it would have been me. Um, I copied my English essays in college because I just couldn't, I literally couldn't focus long enough to write, nor did I think I knew how to write. And when I decided when I was 19 to write my first book, Into the Wind, I said to myself, to, to the universe, to whatever it was, I said, if you allow this book to come through me, I will use this money in order to help the kids in Guatemala that I met. I met a man who is kind of a um, traditional keeper of the Keche Mayan um, culture down there, and, and, and it's such an impoverished area in Lake Atilan. He kind of stays, keeps uh, everything centered down there, and, and I ended up um, helping him, uh, giving him the funds in order to, to put together an orphanage that, that feeds these kids that have no money, that don't even have a quarter in their pocket. They wear the same clothes every single day and teaches them these things that they forget when they're so poor, like Mayan yoga, Mayan meditation, um, history of their culture, these things that they just forget. It doesn't give them algebra books. It teaches them things um, to uh, tap into their power and to stay positive where they have so little. So I built, uh, helped uh, fund this this uh, school orphanage, and um, it, it was really an incredible thing that came about from Into the Wind, and, and uh, my, my goal is to be able to, you know, um, continue the success with the new book, The Purpose Principles, to go back down there. Really excited. Uh, one of the families actually named a, a child after me, Jake Oakslaw Gomez. They call him the White Guatemalan, the Gringo de Guatemalteca, and so um, I'm, I'm really excited about the possibility of going down there, and, and that's what really prompted it because um, at the end of the day, I think success means nothing. We can always make more money. We can always do this and that, but I think at the end of the day, we really want to know, did my life matter? And uh, yes. this was, yes. um, this was in, in uh, my, my attempt to try and, uh, to try and do something with, uh, with the results I created. Well, you are an inspiration. You have brought me great joy. You've made me think. You've made me feel. And to my listeners, if you're inspired, grab a copy of his book. If you're open for it, it will continue to transform you and usher you 
on the path of your soul. And I think that's what we all want, whether we know it or not. So thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Empower Radio today. If you want to get a hold of me, TammyBPhD.com, that's spelled with an I. Would love to hear from you if you have questions, thoughts, comments. You know, if you want to be on the show, if you have a subject you'd like us to address, love to hear from you. So take good care of yourself. Listen to that inner wisdom and go for your dreams. Onward and upward. Bye for now.